Listen up. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Are you ready to get the inside info that will blow your mind? Then get ready for Next Level, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs and business owners like you get ahead. We cover topics important to you, like avoiding HR mishaps, solving payroll challenges, mastering benefits, and much more. That's what I'm talking about. So if you're ready for real HR talk, meet your host, Matthew Beals, for another episode of Next Level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Next Level. My name is Matthew Beals, and I'm thrilled to present today's theme for discussion, the awkward topics, or should I say, the awkward office conversations. Have you ever been in a situation where you had to deal with, oh, unpleasant body odor, inappropriate office attire, excessive flatulence, or cursing, and strong perfume odors? How do you address these sensitive topics without offending your manager, colleague, or employee? And how do you correct these behaviors without insulting or humiliating that person? To help answer these questions, I've invited Natalie Dotson, an accomplished human resource professional with 17 years of experience. Today, we will discuss tips on how to manage these delicate situations. Uh, thank you for thank you for being with us, Natalie. It is my pleasure to be here. I'd like to give you some scenarios that I've I've uh, been up against in the past as a manager. Um, let me just name a few things that you might be covering here: uh, um, snorting, <laughs> body odor, <laughs> bad breath. Uh, you know, these things when they arise in the workplace can be distracting to others, and and that's you know the main problem with habits that tend to um, suddenly become uh, or seem to become amplified when others around are trying to concentrate, right? So uh, I think the first one that comes to mind, uh, this happened early in in my management career. He had an individual uh, uh, come in very kind of upset that people had been leaving um, uh, deodorant Mm -hmm. uh, on his desk. Uh And I, I was, you know, kind of curious about that. I wasn't sitting very close on a minute-by-minute basis with this individual. Right. Come to find out that this individual happened to have very bad body odor. Oh. <laughs> and and yeah. I, I, I guess the subtle hint that uh, his coworkers were trying to, to use is, you know, here's, here's a deodorant for you. Go use it. Right. Um, not the most appropriate way. I don't believe right, that. Right, kind of, right, kind of, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might laugh about it, but uh, to that individual, it wasn't probably the best way to handle it. Um, uh, in that scenario, uh, you know, kind of number one, should should somebody else have come to me and said, oh, hey. Oh, gosh, yeah, I wish they had. I mean, I have to say, there is no easy way to approach this one, right? If you could wave a magic wand over that particular scenario, uh, you would have a conversation first with the person who brings it to your attention, if that's the case. If you didn't notice yourself as the manager, have a conversation with the person who brought it to your attention about the value of a direct and compassionate approach and ask that person if they might be willing to bring it up themselves. If they are, then maybe you can help that person rehearse how that might go. And how it might go, I mean, really there is no good or easy way to do this. But hey, um, you know, Jim, I really, I hate to have to tell you this, but I think someone needs to, and I think you'll, you know, it'll, it'll be hard to hear, but you'll be 
you'll be grateful. Appreciative. You know, and know that I, this run, happens yeah. to the best of us, and I don't <laughs> judge you for it, but <laughs> there is a bit of a strong odor that it has been uh, coming off of you. Are you aware of that? Um, and you're probably not. So uh, I, I just wanted to bring it to your attention. It's a sort of a pungent odor. Or, <laughs> hmm, it might be uh, the smell of garlic or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It might be mm -hmm. uh, this uh, deodorant that, uh, you know, I've tried before, used to not work. I now use this one. Um, and, you know, don't push a solution in somebody's face until you know that they're aware of the problem. Right. Um, in other words, uh, you know, it's usually enough to address something like that directly and gently. And I would say in general, so whether it's you that's going to have to do this or your employee valiantly accepts the challenge, I would say that there are some rules of thumb, even though, like I said, there's just no easy way, but maybe wait until lunchtime so that that person can kind of Go away without being their their absence being too noticed. No, just yeah. out of curiosity, uh, you know the folks that were passive aggressively uh, leaving deodorant on mm. this gentleman's desk. Yeah, sh how did, should I have confronted that? Oh my gosh, good question. And I would say this can be a good learning opportunity for everyone who had any type of involvement in that, whether it be they did it or they laughed about it or anything like that but one-on-one -on -one, don't call the whole team in and say everyone i know we've been having an issue with jim's body odor and you found it necessary to make that known to him in this <laughs> special way um however no don't call the whole team in because you know there's jim feeling even worse right exactly yeah. well thank you for that that's uh, excellent advice uh, not exactly the advice I received from my HR professional at the oh, time. Oh, okay. Uh, but um, better, I think. Well, Much better. thank you. Um, you know, it uh, it actually. <laughs> I won't go into the to the solution that uh, that individual provided, but it well, uh, actually escalated the, uh, the problem a little bit more <laughs> oh, than it no. needed to be. Oh no. In any case, uh, no. uh, thank you. Uh, so, so another scenario. Uh, one point I was working for a, for a large company, there was multiple departments within, mm -hmm. uh, within the building. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had clients coming in. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the other departments had an employee, a uh, uh, young lady, mm -hmm. that uh, uh, came walking out into the lobby area where we had our clients. And these are you know, very conservative people, our clients. A uh, young lady was dressed, let's say, Rather inappropriately, oh. uh, you know. Um, See all uh, those things I was rattling off at the beginning. Uh, let me guess: wrinkled clothing, or <laughs> the tight one. Okay, the tight, very, all very, right. you okay, know, yeah. Uh, yeah. inappropriate, uh, inappropriate length yeah. for a skirt yeah. in a professional environment. Yeah. I mean, there, I guess, there are some environments it would be appropriate, but not in a. <laughs> a professional. Uh, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah. Uh, you know, uh, quite revealing that type of thing, and it, yeah. and it was a shock to to our client. So, I uh, you know, given that she was working for another department, wasn't my employee, mm -hmm. right? Uh, however, was affecting the company and our client. Yeah, yeah. What would your advice be there? Uh, acknowledge that the incident. So describe, you know, yesterday there were 
clients in our building, or this morning there were clients in our building, and it was noticed the way you dressed uh, really stood out. But that's why one of the reasons why we do ask that all of our employees always follow a business casual dress code that would also keep in mind that many of our clients might have a more conservative view on what's appropriate. So, and, so is this yeah. a conversation I should have with that individual, or you know, again, she's in another department. Yeah. She's she's yeah. Uh, working for another manager. Okay. Oh, she's working for another yeah, manager. Yeah, yeah, right. another department, okay. another manager. Uh, yeah. So in that case, uh, because these conversations are related to, they're related to performance in the sense that they tie to the personal appearance. Uh, sometimes even conduct policy, um, personal hygiene, and by the way, let's touch on these policies after and how much it helps to have them <laughs> so that you can point to them. But because um, they tie into those and also because they are likely to provoke a reaction in the employee that is of emotion, an emotional nature, you should give the manager a heads up. Okay. And actually... Um, you would typically either be there with the manager or you would let the manager approach it. And in these types of conversations, off that manager. But definitely not for. going directly to HR, going to that right. departmental manager. That would be better yeah, um, because, yeah, you yeah. know, the manager also has a stake in the happiness and well-being of their employees. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and might appreciate the chance to, to uh you know, share a message with the whole team maybe. Actually, which brings me to sometimes it's better to just be direct with an individual. When an issue is clearly tied to a policy, then it can be very handy to have a meeting that, you know, a regularly scheduled meeting. Hopefully you can bring this topic in and say on the topic of how you dress every day when you come to work. Uh, we need consistency there. And we need, in theory, everyone to be prepared for the hypothetical client visit on any given day. You know, can anyone let me know what they understand to be appropriate? And, you know, on that note, yes, you know, Frankie, that's absolutely true. Um, you know, often we need to pay attention to, are my clothes wrinkled? Uh, are they, are they, you know, are they distracting? So that word distracting can be very helpful. It's the, the, the root reason why there is a problem with things that stand out in the workplace about habits, about odor, about dress. The whole point is that these things are distracting. They're causing focus to go where it shouldn't have to. Yep, yep. 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 exactly, exactly. And, and uh, again, awkward. <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, necessary to confront, uh, yeah. you know, for the for the sake of right. everybody. Good example. Oh, that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, another example. Uh, had a, uh, uh, a secretary years ago that uh, wore a perfume mm. that uh, she evidently loved mm. because uh, I, I I think she bathed in it. Uh, and, it, and it was, uh, you talk about distracting, yeah. you know, I, 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 I yeah. could smell her come in the office, mm -hmm. her perfume mm -hmm. preceded her. Oh dear. And we did not have any, uh, any policy at that point mm. regarding mm -hmm. personal fragrances and that kind of thing. So yeah. 
Yeah. That, that was a that was a tough one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. she she kind of looked like my mother. Uh, so it was a, kind of going to her oh, and saying, yeah. you know, it was yeah. very uncomfortable. But yeah. um, you know, without a policy in place uh-huh. and and somebody you know doing something, you know, it, it was an intentional. You know, obviously she felt that that was uh, you know something that that uh, she liked. She yeah. liked the, the yeah. particular fragrance right, that, that right. she was using. It was, right. uh, was her mojo. rather overwhelming, right. but uh, mm-hmm. you know, to, to everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, how how would one go about uh, confronting that situation where there's no policy in place? Yeah. It, it, so you acknowledge first. You you can name the situation or describe the situation rather and say that you know it's come to your awareness that the fragrance that this person is wearing has been uh, distracting to others in the workplace environment and you know you get that it's not everyone and it's a matter of personal preference and yet you know I Matthew feel a need to let you know because it's my job to make sure that everyone's doing what they can to uh, to work the best they can together. And in this case, uh, the, the perfume you're wearing, which I know you, you you chose because you love it, and so I'm sorry to tell you this, but it, and, <laughs> there's another piece of advice, don't use the word but. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to let you know that we'll need to work together on a solution, so. Now, would you ever recommend in that scenario that, uh, uh, you know, Somebody, HR or, or management, sends out a, a, a notification to everybody to say, hey, you know, be respectful of your neighbors and, and tone back the, the personal fragrances? Uh, uh, perhaps. So that, that is an example of, you know, where you may choose to address it directly with that person. And if you have the ability to do so, tie it to your policy, right? Okay. So... Okay. I, I notice my language is starting to get all formal and stuff when I talk about policy. <laughs> um, it happens. It it's happens. Like, yeah. Um, so the thing about having a policy is that it takes it out of the realm of being personal, and you get to say, "Look, it says here that if your fragrance is distracting to others, you may be asked to cease the use of it." So in that case, I'd say it could stop there unless the person persists. And uh, that said, I have often had it where when I've addressed an issue of excessive fragrance or fragrance that is effect, um, offensive to others, the person says, well, yeah, I hear you, um, but what about, you know, so-and-so who smells like cigarette smoke all the time Ooh, and, yes, and yes, I yes. can't breathe? Doesn't that matter? And so then it complicates your response. Uh, you need to say, yes, of course it matters your experience is just as important as anyone else's and everyone needs to do what they reasonably can to reduce distractions for others in the workplace. Right. The thing here is that if a, um, a, an inadvertent or a not on purpose sort of manifestation of bad habit or poor hygiene consequences, anything like that, if that flips into belligerence, if that flips into, I don't really care, you know, other people do things that are annoying too, and they don't ever stop, and why should I? And, you know, if a simple, you know, I hear you, you're upset right now, I totally understand, because some people's embarrassment will turn into, um, yeah, or, you know, whatever else, it can turn into something else other mm-hmm, than, mm-hmm. you know, um, what's really going on. So or you leave it, like, you know, that's why you wait till lunchtime or you wait till the end of the day, let the person go home and, 
and calm down. But if it continues and it appears willful, now you've got a conduct issue. Uh, this is an interesting one. It uh, uh, happened again. I was I was in a an office setting at mm-hmm. that time, and uh, yeah, the the uh, the guy that would come in to fix the copiers, and we seem to always have a copier down. Of course, uh, a very friendly guy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Did not have a real conception of the uh, you know kind of the three foot personal space rule uh, mm-hmm. that we tend to have as, mm-hmm. as westerners mm-hmm. uh, very close talker you yeah. mentioned that before yeah and and uh, you know made people very uncomfortable I mean he would just get right yeah. up in your face and uh-huh. you know sometimes see I you told know. you you would bring it up a close talker <laughs> with bad breath how did I know <laughs> and he happened to have uh, bad breath most I make fun the but these things are not funny when they happen are they no. so so he's working for a vendor doesn't work for the company mm-hmm. uh, but he's still coming into the work environment yeah. and, and and is being a distraction or, or yeah great great example too and gives me the opportunity to say that yes um, it is the employer's responsibility to provide a comfortable workplace as free as possible of unnecessary distractions and that would extend to anyone who comes on site gosh you know I, I shudder to think but even a client could be doing these things but the point is if the person does not work for the company then you get to um, let their employer know and let them uh, know that it would be a condition of continuing to receive this person in your workplace that they do address it they do make an attempt to address it and that you do see improvement okay okay does that help oh absolutely absolutely so it's perfectly appropriate to reach out to his employer right i I guess i have one one more scenario and this is one that uh that that i experienced personally prior to actually getting into management um as a uh as a as an outside salesperson i i had a, a boss who was a uh a chain smoker. I mean, I, I, I think he kept uh, uh, Winston in business. He, <laughs> it was a, you know, I don't know how much he smoked, but uh, he, he <clears throat> there was a cloud around this guy. Oh, boy. You know, constantly. And he also liked to come out and visit the clients mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. And he liked to do ride-alongs, which I didn't have a problem with the ride-alongs. Right. Bringing him into a client, and, and I could just tell people, you know, especially oh, non-smokers, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. very offensive mm-hmm, to have somebody, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, that, that uh, has that <laughs> that cloud of cigarette smoke around mm-hmm. him. Uh, what would, how would I approach, I mean, how can you, yeah. how can one approach that, you know, right, to so your now boss? I hear you. This one, um, I would say in most cases, you would hand it to his manager. His manager. Yeah, and and because you should not be expected to be all on your own on this. And whether or not you want to participate directly in that communication, I would say is up to you. And it's up to, you know, the people um, above you uh, in the leadership chain to have a concern for your comfort level with this and, and the well-being of the business. And the, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. the, and the yeah. comfort level of the yeah. client, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess one final question for you. Uh, you know, we talk about all these things that are, are distracting in the work environment, and um... 
And on the other end of the spectrum is so serious that it happens once you need to call it out, then, um, you know, so mm, look. Can you think of a scenario that we should just kind of look the other way? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, like I said, if something only happens once, if you had told me, for instance, that photocopier guy, uh, that he was only there once a month, you know, then it might be more of an opportunity to teach tolerance. Right. You know, and, so and not, you know, is a, is it's big... pervasiveness, like with any other problem that, that has to do with the comfort level of your employees, pervasiveness, um, seriousness, like if something the other way, yeah, I guess if you're not sure that it's ever going to be a problem again. That's a time to and you can, suck it up and just, uh, okay, yeah, I mean, my neighbor smells really, really bad, but, uh, you know, he was just at the gym. and, and uh, uh, Yeah, you and, see, but never ignore. So whether or not you address something right away is a different question than whether or not you ignore it. So you may want to make a note of th- something. Um, and make the decision as to whether you address it right away or not. The uh, and I know this is a scenario that you have dealt with. Oh, we I talked, know. We talked about that, but, okay. you know, before right. yeah. uh, before we yeah. got on here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that is uh, uh, persistent flatulence. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and Can you, you know, tell us about that scenario? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, it's interesting because to some extent flatulence can be a behavior and it can be a medical problem and it can be a matter of simple unawareness if i don't hear it <laughs> or i don't smell it no one else can either yeah it's uh, it's just about every problem wrapped into one i'd say matthew thanks for uh, saving that zinger for that. yeah no it's my fault yeah i had a call once uh about a similar thing where the individual had been spoken with and I I didn't get to advise on the actual conversation. All I knew was that it had been brought to their attention and that it had been verified that, you know, there was a health-related condition. So in this case, call HR. If anything medical is ever disclosed, call HR. Bottom line, it still boils down to uh, does the uh, does the behavior, the action, the uh, the situation cause an untenable amount of risk to the productivity of others? Da, 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 da. So if you can make if you know that it's not being done on purpose and that it's it's really not going to get better, then you can look at other solutions such as. Lessons in tolerance, but also, not intolerance, but lessons on tolerance. Um, Also, you know, uh, in in one particular case, I actually went to um, Amazon and and found that there's such a thing as a uh, a bamboo charcoal infused uh, orthopedic uh, fart cushion. Not the kind that makes you fart, but it it filters your flatulence. Um, So, you know, and which brings me to one more thing. One more thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, Did not yeah. know that existed. Did not know that existed. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's a good thing we can laugh at least after the fact and sometimes because if we couldn't laugh. But, you know, it's, it's, never, it's never funny while it's happening. But there are solutions, you know, on that note. There are some practical solutions that can mitigate a problem when you 
realize that just to a certain extent, yeah, you do kind of need to look the other way, tolerate, but make sure. My parting message would be make sure that as a manager, as I said, you can you can choose not to address something immediately, but never ignore anything that triggers your gut response, that tells you, ooh, there might be a problem here. Oh gosh, don't um, don't look away, you know, see it, make a little note of it, even date it, even if it seems really trivial. Uh, if it turns into a pattern and it's distracting to others in the workplace, chances are it's not trivial or it's not going to stay trivial. Thank you all for joining us today. We hope you've learned great tips on how to navigate through awkward situations in the office. If you'd like to hear more information on this topic, please visit us at xlhr.com. On this note, I wish you a great day and invite you to join us next time for another episode of Next Level. Next Level.